I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. He's back, white bitch. I don't play that. Just because I got on my L.A. hat, stalking, walking in my big black boots is my jungle. Is my jingle. Now you watch Mandingo, big, black, and handsome. Should hold your devil ass for ransom. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. That's right. We are back. Feedback time, y'all. Uh, for people that wonder where those lyrics came from, uh, Ice Cube's Cave Bitch. So, you guys, there you go. You go look it up now. Stop asking me about it. Um, but we're in the house on a Saturday morning doing feedback. This is the one week, one time of the week where, uh, the fans have the floor and we just get into what you guys want to talk about for the show. Uh, you can leave feedback by going to theblackouttips.com, voting in the polls, leaving comments on the episode. Check the about section if you want to email us or leave a voicemail, something like that. Um, and you can also leave us five star reviews. We promise we'll read them on the show as long as they are five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, first things first, I like to give props to the people who gave us money through donations because you ain't have to do that, but you did. And yeah, we appreciate you did. it. We sure do. Um, we got one from Angela P. Thank you, Angela. Uh, Miss Crisable. She hit us with that recurring donation. Jason H. Recurring donation. Mr. Span. Got out of Detroit. Never heard from him again. I know. Just He I mean, ran for his freedom and kept running. Mm-hmm. I see him on Facebook. All happy. All the status updates are happy Happy as shit. I know. They ain't depressing no more. Yeah. He just happy. He was like, fuck a podcast. Yeah. He used to post every day about somebody using a gun and a justified homicide. Now... It's like Mr. Span don't even exist. I'm in the country now with the white folks. I'm happy. My kids are safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, two fish. She donated a recurring donation. Thank you, sweetie. Hanif C. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Right. He's never emailed us to say it's wrong, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it's right. Uh, Paul Andre Joseph, uh, the king of the Andres, I believe is what he wants to go by. <laughs> uh, Jessica Kane of the Dagetarians and Librarians. She recurring donated. Marcus C. He donated. Marcus. You remember that from Boomerang? When he was like, uh, can we turn out the lights when Eartha Kitt wanted to have sex with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> ah! And then she clapped. She did a clapper and the lights came off and did. He was like, darker, please. <laughs> Marcus, <laughs> darling. Yes, honey. Marvin B. Yes. Marvin, Marvin B. B. Recurring donation. Maurice Novembre. Uh, the man who killed... Crockett's uh, fiance in ah! episode seven of season three of Miami Vice. Uh, Andrew D. He, he donated to the show. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, Rovita J. Thank you, Rovita. Love your cheese. Monica C. Uh, she donated. Jennifer H. Look at all these donations. These are people that didn't even have to put in and they wanted to, man. We appreciate all you guys. We do. Taking the time out to give to the show and stuff like that, man. Uh, thanks so much. Ain't that the truth? We also had five star reviews, obviously, on iTunes. Um, let me go and read them. Uh, we read all of them, no matter what they say, as long as they're five, five stars. stars. Anything less than that, we will not read that shit. Great show by Elosa Dick. I don't know how you pronounce this. Uh, this podcast is great. You guys do a great job, and we as listeners appreciate all the content. Well, thank you. Thank you, sweetie. We appreciate it. Elosa Dick. I hope that's how you pronounce it. TBGWT fan writes, cute couple, five stars. 
i've been listening for a year your show helps my days at work go faster i thought i was the only one who disliked tyler perry's movies and steve harvey that is when i became a true fan here with the good work <laughs> p.s detroit is not that bad bow, 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 bow. i just I, I, I added those gunshots look we've all seen duck, duck. nobody ever thought robocop would be one of the most accurate depictions of the future but Ain't that the truth uh go, watching those movies now it's perfect be safe out there baby all i ask is you be safe and continue to be a fan lashonda writes in 500 episodes five stars by lashonda i'm so proud of you guys 500 episodes and still the quality in every episode you guys have grown so much i'm looking forward to becoming a premium subscriber next month you've been my work buddies and my work moves uh from michigan to new york and now the dmv you sustain me through com- completion completing this phd oh yeah i remember that she used to be soon to be doctor yep mm-hmm. no longer soon to be doctor i'm a doctor now y'all hey that's what hey, i'm talking doctor. about mm-hmm. don't work your doctor magic on people anytime things that are low at work i pop in my headphones turn you up and laugh through the tough times i just feel bad for all those people in the waiting room you know <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to us when she got to give somebody some bad news. I hope not. And she's like, oh, God. Oh, Paula, oh, Paula Dean. That is a good Paula Dean impression. All right. Oh, oh you got you got cancer. Yeah. Uh, you're going to die. It's, it's, the, it's the, the fifth level of cancer. You won't yeah. make it past tomorrow. Yeah. You, you only got a couple of days left. But, uh, man. Oh. I tell you about this podcast. You won't be around here. You won't be around. <laughs> uh, it might kill you quicker from the laughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the point where I was ready to throw in the towel and quit working on this final degree, I remember that nothing is wrong if it's funny and kept pushing. I was one of the few disappointed when your episodes dropped from two plus hours to 90 minutes. But when you switched up to five days a week, I felt better. Thanks for all your hard work and your support. You don't know just how you've impacted those of us who aren't as vocal as others. I'm looking forward to another 500 episodes. Thank you, LaShonda, sincerely. Yes, thank uh, you, sweetie. Plus, you know, man, like, uh, I think that's the thing about the show is it is pretty popular we do get a lot of downloads mm-hmm. but you know there's probably a good uh five percent of the audience that's like vocal and interactive with the show yeah um uh, which you know which is to me is fantastic because it does say a lot about you know the quality of people that listen to the, the show. show because when people do decide to write in when people do give feedback um, it means a lot. It's so on point, man. I listen to other shows when they do their feedback shows and people writing in talking shit about them. People, you know, um, don't appreciate them or, you know, they kind of half ass Like people really give a fuck, man. And even those of you that are like, I'm going to wait till 500 episodes before I write my review. We appreciate those too. Yeah. And even for those of you that say, I'm going to go do it once because I'm scared. We thank you too. We thank you for everybody that needs five-star reviews and write mm-hmm. that means a lot that makes this show this show mm-hmm. mandela mandela 1997 five stars <laughs> by chef boyardoo this podcast is so good i'm not even sure where to start i've been listening to this show for about two years and have been and seen the show grow and improve i've laughed at things i <laughs> that i never thought would be funny papa woo busy bone slavery chicken simps libya swv etc because Rod and Karen are so funny and ja- Justin is so ratchet. They also tackle serious issues in a thoughtful, meaningful way. One of my favorite episodes involved Rod talking about bullets being attracted to success. Think Hadea Pendleton. With, uh, they are, they have also been instrumental in keeping Trayvon Martin in the audience collective consciousness. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about that a lot come Sunday. Oh yeah. 
TBGWT's campaign against sword has got swords has gotten me on their side against sword ratchetness. Thank and you. I'll never forget Rod's advice about how to get out of the friend zone. Hint, it involves pulling something out. You gotta pull them out, man. <laughs> I've never missed an episode, but don't pull them out and be like too short. All right? uh, oh no, no, you gotta respect them. My dick, my sack. I mean, Mm-mm. what you gonna do, girl? No. <laughs> Suck this dick, bitch. Like, I don't Mm-mm. think that's how it works. Nah, that's not how it works. You just pull it out and look at it. You, you don't yeah. say nothing else, you don't do nothing else. Uh, I never miss an episode of this fantastic show, even though I am from Florida. Oh, Florida. I can't be mad at the Florida standard slander now that this, sh- that this show shares with the world pretty much five days a week. Thankfully, I left that lawless land years ago and never looked back. I'm grateful to Ryder Karen for reminding me why I should never return. <laughs> all in all, this is a fantastic show. Thanks, Ryder Karen, for all that you do. Thank you, man. Thank you, sweetie. And the last one is uh, five stars. It says, Gratuity Included by Count Bacula, a.k.a. Chuck Spears. Rod is that dude that can talk all the smack. All of it. Karen, all I'm saying is don't make her go in. <laughs> as sweet as she can be, you might get your feelings hurt. She is known to write strongly worded letters. Yes. <laughs> their take on music, sports, film, politics, and life are insightful and sincere. Their segments from Dim Thrones to Guess the Race are inspired. You get five days of content, including the listener feedback show and at least four other shows if you're a premium subscriber. Congrats on 500 episodes. Looking forward to five million more. You guys have to promise me you will live forever. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll see what we can do. Yeah, we're working on the plan. Really got somebody working on that forever formula back in the back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we picked the other day. And for those of you that don't know, uh, there's about, what was it, 30 shows of premium shows? We, we're over, I think we're at 31 premium shows. And uh, let's see, we started this about maybe a month and a half two months ago Mm -hmm. so uh yeah man it's it's cool that uh we've been keeping up even when we and we the thing that's funny is we probably had would have another four or five for sure Sure. um but we have some guests that cancel people that have to change their schedules up things like that but we're always constantly trying to grind to get guests for the shows and and we always continue thinking about spin-off shows for those of you that don't know roger and justin got the house husband's Show? It's a secret, Karen. You're not oh. even supposed to know about this. You've been listening to my show? <laughs> I did. I'm, no. a, I'm a premium member too, sir. Oh, no. Oh, well. Your secret is out. Me and Justin, we started our own show. It's a spinoff show. It's called Them Real, Them How, Them Real House Husbands. And, uh, it's just a reality show about, you know, life as a house husband and how hard it can be. And that it's really not all that it's cracked up to be, you know, the glamorous life of, you know, a man living at home. Uh, working from home and taking care of his wife and the, the household duties and stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a reality show format. So I think a lot of people, uh, seem to be enjoying it. We got they a lot have. of good feedback on yes. it. Um, so, uh, we continue to, to do it and hopefully we'll be able to invite on some other house husbands over time and get them involved with it too. Um, all right. So we had comments on the actual page mm-hmm. and votes in the poll and all that stuff. Uh, that we need to do, so I say we get we get it right into that. Um, and why do I have this over here? Okay, I need to edit this. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I say I say we get we get into that um at some point here. Um, and I just fixed that. Thank you. All right. Um, this we started the week with uh, let's see, June twenty second, I believe. So happy Juneteenth, Paula Dean. Mm-hmm. 
was uh, an episode for the, for the feedback show um and uh it was pretty fun it was pretty fun we had a good time um episode 496 uh and we had two comments on the show uh the comments were from tony and hc tony says i almost fell out of the bed at the ah real niggas paula dean show <laughs> since that hashtag i can't stop singing the niggas with the simpson tune <laughs> twitter it's the niggas there you go sorry i messed it up i was thinking sega sega <laughs> niggas uh twitter slander is the best hc says do club promoters make juneteenth party flyers or have i missed that somehow if so i'd like to see paula dean on one next year well no they don't make them but not yet said yeah it, i know you someone should yes uh someone needs to I get bet right you on we that. did hard enough with you'll find one sweetie it's the juneteenth weekend ball um is lebron james better than mike michael jordan right now was the poll for the show yes or greatest ever um what are two options uh 65 percent of people say yes lebron james is better than michael jordan right now 35 percent of people said lebron james is the greatest ever so i mean that like i was amazed by these poll results mm-hmm. that so many people thought he was either the greatest ever or better than michael jordan who mm-hmm. most people think is the greatest ever so that would also make him the greatest ever um let's read some of the comments it's all even right now, but I love how the choices are yes and hella yes, LOL. But yeah, <laughs> Jordan was best up to that point, but Kobe better than Jordan, LeBron better than Jordan. This is what you want for the greats to inspire the greater. Tony says, I don't try to compare the two, to be totally honest. When people bring up the point that the league was different back in the 90s, I say being an athlete is different in the age of social media. Then I ask how MJ would have handled everyone knowing his gambling because TMZ and social media was over his shoulder Ain't every day. that the truth. LeBron is handling the social pressure better than most could ever imagine. So, greatest ever. Doom Dragon says, what kind of BS options are those, Rod? At risk of sounding like a Bron hater, No. The fact is that even Jordan wasn't as great as Jordan when he won his second championship. I'm tired of the discussion. But if I was asked from what they have achieved so far and not a Bo Jackson-esque look at what they could achieve, as well as their proficiency on the court, LeBron is not in my top three. Well, that's just stupid, dude. Dragon, he's either the greatest ever or he's better than Michael Jordan. Those are your only two <laughs> options. Yep. And you're not tired of the discussion because you tried to change the discussion into something else that we weren't discussing. So... You could have not spoken up, but Doom Dragon couldn't help yourself, could you? You love discussing this shit. <laughs> Justin P says, to elaborate, yes, LeBro. LeBro, I guess we got the end. Yes, LeBro is better than Kobe. Hashtag inspire greater, but I like Kobe more than either of these niggas. Hey, Mamba. Hey, she says, I love this poll. If for no other reason than Jordan stands are some of the most fun people to troll, only nine stands are more predictable. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. They couldn't even help themselves. Some of them really got mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, was, they, they got mad. Oh, man. That's not my fault. Nope. 497, Forgiven Paula Dean. One of the four episodes in which Paula Dean is in the ah! title for the Blackout Tips. Nick Juice says, I was just trying to help Young. I also said that I didn't know how it was in Charlotte. Out here, what is she talking about? The tattoo, remember? You, oh, okay. Um, remember okay. you was telling about the rules that she gave you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know she was trying to, look, Nick Juice. 
girl we love you you still our boo okay It's no, it was no hard feelings. Oh no. It was just easier than you even said. You prepared me for the worst. Which is a good thing. Which we ain't is, mad at yeah. you. Yeah. It's like when Danielson didn't even know that he, that wax on wax off was how you block a punch. You mm-hmm. taught me that. So don't feel bad. Okay. He was prepared. Yeah. I walked in there like Jaden Smith and after earth, I was like, ah, uh, you wouldn't have give that order to any other ranger <laughs> out here. A lot of shops are busy and most of the artists have a long wait. I also have never been able to pop into a shop in the middle of the day because I'm not a white housewife. <laughs> well, you know, uh, husband's in the house. Uh, we got <laughs> a, a long one from Miss Cristobal. Uh, I didn't know it was light skin awareness month. Everybody L A M E lame had to put on my sunglasses just to watch the podcast. In that case, let me nominate the president of the United of light skin Americans, AKA light skin American men's sons. Everywhere, son. Lames. Wow. She's calling y'all lames. Yes, Corey B. Corey Booker, that is. By the way, Corey is such a light-skinned Negro of a name. But, yeah, fell in love with some Corey Booker just like most Americans. We thought he was an Obama wannabe. By the way, I don't like POTUS, P-I-L-F. I don't think POTUS, P-I-L-F could pass the brown paper bag test. But truth be told, Corey, about that life. He over here there sleeping in the hood living off of food stamps, jumping up and burning buildings to save babies, trying to get some legal guap for Newark despite progressive haters. It might seem opportunistic, playing pompous and classes at first, but the way he speaks, he just sounds so passionate and altruistic, and he looks so cute speaking all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy all over. Winky face. <laughs> and in case you didn't get the winky face, wink, wink. Can't help it altruism and grown men who still about that boy scout life does it for me each and every time and on top of that shout out to karen he's active on twitter so he can find babies to save and that's not and that's and what's not that's why people love him and will cut him down to size if necessary i would say hood pass for life but since he's light-skinned ivy league negro we'll say hood pass for five years the option to express renewal for the following three years (laughs) you want to know something else about cory booker t washington He's one of my few followers. Even his presumed ego stroke thirst follows is really friggin' adorable. He's like a superhero ilf. (laughs) And my ex knows my preference is somewhat of a darker hue. FYI, my BD is so light-skinned. He said that the wee avatar I made for him looks like a Mexican. And that was me being generous. (laughs) Hardcore core. Makes me want to drive down to the moderately hoodiest part of Newark, tear up my sundress some, pour a bottle of Hennessy all over my body and scream, help me, bright man, (laughs) while flashing a plain old flashlight in the sky. Yes, bright man is so light that his calling signal is simply a flash beam light. Oh, all that man is so adorable. When did we talk about Cory Booker? Did we talk about Cory Booker on the show or something? Oh, we were talking about how being light skinned month. Remember, we had Ty on, we had oh. Marion on. Mm. Okay. We were talking about how you know that so the, yeah, they're the Q okay. of the LGBT. So she skipped over all of the guests. I thought this was gonna be about Larry and Ty or Justin. She's like, fuck y'all niggas. Uh, it's about this Cory Booker light skin life. That's right, cause okay. he's about that light skin life. Got it. I got it now. I'm on. I'm on point with you. All that man is so adorable. Eat him all up. Num, num, num. And he's single. I think sisters, let's get it on. Let's get on it. Especially homegirls like Eljoy Williams. Go get him. 
Roderick, I know you're down with the tomorrow baby takeover, but I'm rooting for the black girls with this one. And yes, his light skin hue will probably produce racially ambiguous brown babies, so that kind of counts for a Kim Ye esque tomorrow baby. Yeah, it counts for me. <laughs> I gotta count all of it. I'm like, light skin, dark skin, tomorrow baby. <laughs> That's how I go. Yep. Uh, so with that said, I conclude my nomination for Cory Booker, aka Hard Cory, aka Cory Booker T, the light skin awareness month, everybody, Birdman, rub, hand rub. Shout out to Leonardo Hermanos, another Mexican-looking brother, which is why I translated his name to Spanish. Hugs and kisses, Miss Crisable. Thank you, Miss Crisable. Thank you, sweetie. Um, and the poll for this episode was, uh, do you agree with Paula Dean that racism isn't as bad in the South? Mm-hmm. Yes, she made a good point. No, she's wrong. <laughs> yes she made a good point seven percent of people said you know paula dean that's a good point racism isn't as bad in the south 93 percent of people said no it's worse down here <laughs> they was like bitch you don't know what you're talking about uh it's funny though because she said something I, uh a lot of people say all the time which is that you know it's not as bad down south because racism is more like uh open and then also black and white people have to deal with each other more yeah because of segregation and you kind of were forced into it so it's like i guess it's not as bad but uh i think you know it doesn't help when you're the one saying the nigger jokes it's like "Eh, i don't know if you get it nick juice says whenever i tell someone that i'm moving to the south they give me the steve harvey eyes oh lord usually the person is white and i can tell they simply mean it's racist down there that may be true, but at least in the South, you know where you where you people stand, where you stand with people. I've had to delete a few people on Facebook this week because of their defense of Paula Dean and racism on the whole. I don't care what Paula said. I'm more hurt. Me too. I don't care either. I'm more hurt that the people I know and communicate with on a regular think it's okay and have even gone as far as telling me to calm down and stop being so sensitive. Some of these same people have publicly assassinated people for making homophobic statements. Dear gay people, if you call us niggers, chances are she doesn't like y'all either. If she calls us niggers, chances are she doesn't like you either. Yeah, I was actually listening to uh, What's the Tea, mm-hmm. um, and Nick Jew and, uh, and Reggie kind of talked about this for a while. And I, like, I, I, I was feeling uh, Nick Jew 100%. Me like, too. And then people wonder why those two agendas don't align oh, up often. That's right. Because a lot of times black people do feel this disloyalty from the gay community where it's like, yeah, but you're really cool with, you know, taking racial shots at people and belittling that type of shit. But, but then, yet you want me to stand with you on your on your gay agenda. Right, right. And there's, there will always be some backlash between those two groups. I still think, you know, uh, for black people, we have to get over that shit because it's a downtrodden group that we should try to help you know what i mean in, yes. in any way that we can and, and the thing, um, especially with our history in this country uh-huh. and but the, i'm not gonna pretend that it's not human to go huh it's pretty odd that everybody wanted um i don't know just eminem to be banned last week but for saying you know or you guys all wanted roy hibbert to sit the game out for game seven because he said no homo in a press conference but somehow you're going on this long him and hawing rant about how Paula Dean and censorship and is it going too far, you know? 
Yeah, and, and it's and it's one of those things too to where a lot of uh people wonder why a lot of black people that are gay and lesbian separate themselves and go on their own fights. And it was like, yeah. well, why don't why we can all do this together? Like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We all together until race. You want to disregard that I am also black and gay. And, you know, it's one of those things where I see you insulting my race. Yes, I am gay, but you're also insulting my race, which I cannot separate from and pull away from me, just like I can't pull away being gay. We can't roll, like you said, it's one of those things where we we can't be on the same page. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that's one of the biggest um, things, too, with black feminists, where yeah, they, adopt, they adopt causes because they feel like these people will have our back because we're going to be allies. But quite often you're let down when there's a black quote unquote issue and you say, hey, I need other people who aren't black to support me. And I'm active in the gay in gay activism. I'm active in feminist activism. And those people could give less than a fuck, fuck. you know, and they always have these like rants and they're always disaffected they're always yeah, angry or, and upset but it's or, like you know this is kind of the, the the par for the course and they and they really 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 quick to tell you that race does not matter and they really really quick to tell you that your agenda is not as important as their agendas when really we all should be on the same page and also that means fighting for race in addition in addition to uh sexual equality because the thing is, is that if i understand that i fight for you and you fight for me, but it's one of those things where we can fight together, but your issues aren't my issues, so I don't care. So that's when you get the breakage. Uh, 04 Soldier says, I'm so glad she got fired. Even when as far as contacting Food Network personally to send them an email showing my distaste for her. It really exposes all of the closeted races on the internet and Facebook who harbor that prejudice deep within themselves. <laughs> and I love it. Ah, that's good racism. Yeah, I, that, I'm not going to front. If I read just Facebook status, if I saw you on message board and you were defending her, I just chalked you up as one of those motherfuckers too. Like, you know, that I've been watching the different types of people that suddenly can no longer understand racism context. They want to reduce it down to she said the N word. And if Louis CK can say it, then why can't she say it? If little Wayne can say it, then what's the problem with her saying it? Or if you have a problem with her saying it, why don't you have a problem with a rapper says it? And all these people with the take the ball and go home with the N word shit. I, I'm peeping you and I'm just chalking you up too. like, yeah, you're probably racist too. You, you know, you defend this shit because you have people in your family like this, <laughs> if if not yourself. And the truth of the matter is, I don't give a fuck if you're racist or not. Just keep it in the confines of your private life and it should never taint your work and it should never come to work with you. That's um, the thing. And, and I, that's the problem that I have with her is not that she said that, the N word, mm-hmm. but it's that she fucked up so egregiously at a workplace environment where it's, yes. le- where it's actually a, illegal. illegal. And I don't want to hear a defense of something like that. Uh, just because you want to chalk it up to, uh, the ignorance of white privilege. Um, Justin P says, I have a lot of family down South, most in Greensboro, North Carolina. If you just want your racism up front and shit and that equals less racist to you, fine. It's refreshing, I'll admit. It's a nice change from the subtle racism in my in western New York. The difference being up here is much more scarce. Down south, it's all over. I go by my own theory. I've dubbed RBV, which is racist by volume. According to this theory, the south is oversaturated with racism and therefore more racist than the south than the north. As for Paula specifically, I'm not mad she's racist. Of course she's racist. To the general public, too. Uh, her, that's just how she grew up talking. And she's old. She, 
yeah see i don't fuck with that either because either my grandma's old uh you know my father's turning 60 next year does my father or this year does my father seem like some side some kind of backwards ass hick that you know needs to come on our show talking about crackers and shit like that he would never do that and i didn't grow up in a household like that um even if he did that's his right he wouldn't do that shit at work like and i'm saying he, he didn't teach he taught us not to be that way and many other people are who are responsible for having children and raising them are teaching their kids not to be this way. Um, So I don't want to hear any excuses for her. And my thing is this. Why do people think being old is is an excuse not to adapt and adjust to change? It is not an excuse to gloss over their misbehavior. this This wasn't her not being aware that these things were over the line. So... Um, and, yeah. and like I said, the people defending her are so fucking ignorant. One dude last night on the message board, on Keith and the girls message board was telling, talking about, well, do you just believe anything that a black person says? Do you believe in her, their version of the story? I'm like, do you know the woman suing her isn't black? And then they never said anything else. So many people don't know that. And I've said that before. So many people have went out and talked on podcasts and talked that lot and they just talk it and they don't realize the lady that sued her was a white woman, y'all. She was a white. She was not black. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it is this. All these people that are up defending her. A lot of them don't know the truth. They don't realize that the issue is not what she said. The issue was that she was at motherfucking work. And I'm going to tell you right now, all those people that are writing and posting this shit, if you was at your job, regardless of the color of your skin and your your, your person above you slandered you, called you names and all this shit, you would sue too. What yeah, is I don't, the difference? Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit. I yeah. don't either. Like the people that try to turn it into some old, like she just says the N word. You guys are going out crazy. Like, you're not at work getting called little monkey. Ain't that if, the truth? By your boss. By not your even, boss. Not even a coworker. Not, not, no, not your a super boss bosser, your comes boss. down out of the office and is like, hey, little monkey, finish that report in front of everybody. And you're supposed to swallow it because you're getting a check. Like, nah, no, man. no. And, 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 and the thing is, you said she broke textbook law we have laws against this and you know why we have laws against this for a motherfucking reason because if you didn't have laws against this this shit would happen more often and more frequently if people knew there was no punishment if people knew they were not going to lose money and like i said the problem that i have is that all you people posting this shit would sue somebody if they did the same thing to you so so i want to hear don't gloss over it the surprise to me isn't that she's racist the surprise to me is that she's not sad she's savvy enough to have three tv shows multiple uh endorsement deals a line of cookware all this different shit um but somehow she's not aware enough to realize racism is out of the picture like come on man yeah and, and, and it's bad business and defending it makes you look just as silly as her in yes, my opinion if not no you know it makes you look dumber yes it does and and, and the even bigger issue i know we got to move on even bigger issue is this people are so stuck and so caught up off of what she said that they're ignoring the alleged sexual assault. They gloss and smack Se- well, over sexual that. Harassment. harassment. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sexual harassment. They smooth, clean, glossing over the fact that something even more egregious than, you know, what she said was done, but right. because of what she did, everybody's so focused on that. Right. Um, so of course she's racist. Too general public. Too general public. To her, just how she grew up talking. She's and she's old. She got that Danny Glover doctrine. Hi, I'm mad. She brought this shit to work. That's all. But that happens down south where it's so open and often occurs. But it doesn't. That's the thing. I'm from down south too. 
this is not open and encouraged for you to come to work like this Ain't this does that not happen in my workplace and if it did i'd sue that's the truth like i don't know what kind of jobs you, you think we have down here but we're not on a farm doing share cotton and shit i know that's we, right we also have buildings and we also yes, have cars and we also go to work this is we, not 1952 right we have laws and shit is against the law you can lose everything doing stupid shit like this at work and i've worked some shitty jobs and nobody has ever come out of the motherfucking manager's office and called me little nigger or made nigger jokes or like and like I said, and I've worked in some fucked up jobs. Yes. I've worked in places where I knew people were racist, but they, but they knew not to do this shit on the clock. Ain't like, the, on the clock. It's not, it's, I don't know why people trying to turn it into something complicated. Like, well, in the South, it's just like that. It's really no, not. But yeah, I, like, I, 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 not in a business environment, dude. Yeah. Other things, yes, but in, but in a business working environment where people can get sued and lose money, why would they fucking do that? That's stupid. And this is not me looking down on the South or nothing, just observations I've made combined with Fab's firsthand stories. Yeah, I'm telling you that, that last part is not true. You can't just go into a corporate environment or uh, even a a, a restaurant right. environment uh, where it's a chain of restaurants. Yeah, and just be like, oh, niggas, niggas, and niggas, you get sued. Yeah, yeah, like, or at least you would risk being sued. Like, I'm not going to pretend that it's all perfect back there. It's as shitty as any other restaurant. The co-workers make racial jokes and shit, but I've never had the boss, boss of, like, boss. IHOP come in and start calling people little monkey. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I worked at Wendy's. Dave came through. Dave didn't call anybody little monkey. Yeah, I, I worked for Papa John's. The owner come through. He, yeah. you know, he might, he might drop healthcare, but he sure ain't gonna come out and call his employees no niggas. Right. Malcolm L says, I'm a black dude originally from Mississippi, but I've lived in Chicago all my adult life. I've experienced most, most racism here in Chicago. From the city cops profiling to racial segregation related to living environments, there is indeed obvious racism here. However, I'm still a member of certain things my dad taught me in relation to southern neighborhoods that he wouldn't go in because of racism. I would be hard-pressed to ever move back because some of the people in power display discriminatory behavior. Whether against minorities, women, or gays, some southern politicians make it blatantly obvious that they don't care for your kind around them. I have experienced a perfect place. I haven't experienced a perfect place, but people like Paula Dean can kiss my converse. HC says, I've experienced racism in upstate New York when I lived there for a year, but I grew up in the South and there are still places around my hometown where we know not to go. Light or dark, especially the mountain where the guy who shot Mega Evers lived before he finally got arrested. So eat a buttery black dick, Paula. I hear you guys. Um, and that, yeah, I'm not even trying to defend the South's record on racism Mm -hmm. or anything, but just. I'm just yeah, saying. I, w- I want y'all to understand. Yeah, in folks, a corporate yeah, environment, folks that, that's, that's not acceptable no matter where you live or where you're from. Like, that's right. If you live in America some, yeah. and, and you, and you, and you are a brown tone, brown skin, mm-hmm. racism is all across our country. It's not just down south. Yeah, I don't want people assuming that that's a southern thing. No. That somehow in the kitchen we, that's what I worked in a few kitchens. Me too. That, that shit ain't cool. Mm-hmm. Like even for, like even as waiters, we're like, no, that, not that. Yeah, not, not that, you know. Um, you can, might pay me $2.13 an hour. You might can treat right. me all kinds of ways, but you better not call me no nigga while I'm on the clock. Professor LCH writes in for episode 498, the impossible white manifesto. The, that Ramsey clip. Uh, we talked about a, uh, someone recorded Charles Ramsey and they basically annoyed him to the point where he threatened them. And then the news ran with it. Like mm-hmm. he's used to be a, he, he's supposed to be a hero. And it's like, uh, yeah, you harass this dude. Right. 
listen if you were ever confused about the propaganda and pay-to-play nature of the news these days you should be convinced now that you what you see reported and how it's reported is not neutral and therefore not trustworthy i think that's true reported as a hero which both of these brainless hacks repeated rock star riding his fame las vegas are you freaking kidding me digging that chris immediately noted and jumped on it is a hero that's chris corrected them these low rent fame whores parading as respectable journalists are also what's wrong with the usa far as i'm concerned that uh they indicate uh absolutely and out and as accurately as a hundred dollar twinkies why america is on the decline not that i have an opinion or anything about them uh winky face hc says wait niggas wait niggas was saying kate upton is fat I mean, she's not my type, but looking at that picture, all that crossed my mind were the eloquent words of Mad Real World's trying. Katie has some big ass titties. <laughs> as far as the secret club, uh, creep club, sign me up. I mean, women know you're looking. If you creep quietly and respectfully, it's appreciated. And if you earn a reputation for being able to stay quiet about things, you might get more than just mere appreciation. Ain't that the truth? Trust. Dudes that know how to keep their mouth shut are out here winning. A question on impossible white man movies. Did Rob perfect his impossible white man radar from growing up watching impossible white TV programming like Dukes of Hazard? Because I grew up watching the A-Team and I get the same feel then that I do now when I see impossible white man things go down on the big screen. Uh, man, yeah. A-Team, uh, Dukes of Hazard, MacGyver. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite, uh, impossible white man characters, uh, growing up as a kid. Um, you know, can't leave MacGyver around two different chemicals and a paper clip <laughs> and or, a rubber band he yeah. getting out of that that shit yeah so uh yeah i definitely grew up with all that shit um and, and worshiped it as a kid uh so yeah um the poll for this episode was will you buy twinkies when they're back now you know now that they're back, gonna come back july 1st you know are you gonna get them 13 percent of people say yes i've missed them so much 87 of people said no wait twinkies were gone <laughs> uh justin p says yeah i'll probably buy some but eh i didn't miss them you're her lovers you're her lawyer <laughs> you're her lover <laughs> shout out to kevin durant yes um i'm not going to rush out that the day they come back since i probably have not eaten more than 16 individual twinkies in my entire life i will however eventually make my way over to the store and proceed to hate myself while i eat them I don't think I've ever ate that many in my lifetime. Trojan Scooter says, I've forgotten that Twinkies were on, weren't on the market, much like your hood lawyer. I haven't eaten many in my life besides Twinkie Tastes Horrible. Mm-hmm. Spacely said, I knew they were gone, but I knew they were coming back. Hostess just wanted to bust that union and get some low-cost employees to make their crap. Don't need them. I believe that, too. Yeah, that's a cynical way to look at them Twinkies, my man. Mm-hmm. Cynical indeed uh episode 499 sensitive little dinky this is the f- episode with my brother on it um had a good time talking with him uh, a lot of people seem to be digging that he was on the show and everybody wants him to come back more like just on twitter like, come back he needs to be back oh we need more um so uh i don't know how much how often things on facebook are gonna happen to him but he's welcome back anytime obviously yes natasha p says i cannot stop laughing about poor little dinky his feelings were so very hurt by Rodney's thoroughly logical responses. His wife chimed in like she was his mama. Leave Dinky alone. Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, 
we also got uh comments on the poll have you ever gotten in an argument on facebook yes no or i don't have facebook 38 percent of our audience say yes they have gotten into an argument on facebook 44 percent said no and 19 percent don't have facebook so if you look at it that's almost half the people who do have facebook they got into arguments on facebook Justin P says, yep, recently, in fact, dude tried coming at me about Zimmerman's justified in killing Trayvon, and this is a decent dude. I ate lunch with the dude, and I ate reels with the dude uh, in high school, <laughs> but shooting and killing an unarmed kid is justifiable? Get the fuck out of here. He did disclose how he used to get his ass beat, so though, so I get butt hurt, so I get the butt hurt he was feeling. In a way, he w- we still cool, at least on my end, but his thought process is all types of fracking skewed shaking my head spacey says the worst part is giving an incorrect response because of missing the context of the original message never mind skimming over articles and missing the point i've seen people try to check people on twitter who are obviously sending joke tweets yeah this happens to me all the time mm-hmm. totally missing the entire point then they get embarrassed but can't back down just walk away from the keyboard yeah i saw something like that happen a couple of weeks ago i was just like i like both of you guys can y'all chill because he's obviously making a fucking joke and i know this is one of your like pet peeves and your issues and you know going after these trolling ass dudes but he's not one of those dudes like i wouldn't fuck with this dude if he was out here just deriding women and black women all the time because i don't think that's funny um and i call his ass out too you know but it was just funny though because it happens man and people don't like backing down especially on twitter it's like no fuck that you are what i said you were and it's like well uh there is no way to fix this like you guys are gonna have to fight this out then i'm stepping away i won't be involved you know yep because I'm, I'm real quick to, to 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 turn my tweet deck off and go to sleep yep then they get embarrassed but can't back down just walk away from the keyboard the beauty of an anonymity is that nobody knows it was you don't put everything on the line to defend the tweet especially when you know you are wrong if your wife has to come in to some online mess to defend you and pull you out just turn in your internet access ain't that the truth yep last night i had a fan of the show accuse me of going in on christians uh or something like you know to the effect of like uh i single out christians to make jokes about i was like that's you being sensitive because on our show literally we've laughed at baby rape like yes i'm sorry but we say inappropriate things nothing's wrong if it's funny um if i'm laughing at you know uh the bible or a story with jesus it's because I'm looking for something funny. I wouldn't cover it if I didn't think it was, I could find something funny in it. Ain't that the truth. You know, so I'm, I'm going to get my laugh on, dog. And uh he went back and forth for quite a few times. But it's like, man, you guys got to let some, like, you some can't be sensitive about go. this shit. Yeah. You know? Or just admit that you're sensitive and, you know, don't bring it up. Uh, that, we got a, a ton of religious people of all denominations and atheists that listen to our show. So. And they seem to enjoy it. And they don't write us in about religion every week or some shit for some joke we made or something you know so it's like i feel like we're doing a, a fine job of discussing things and people understand it's just a comedy show yeah. don't take the shit too serious even and, if i'm serious and you disagree you just disagree what the fuck has got to do with you you know and my thing is that it said is nothing's wrong if it's funny like like so it's, it's like one of the things where it's a comedy club you see comedy club on 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 the outside then you come in and get bad at the jokes right that's 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 kind of how i took it was like you know um dude this you know you know i've been joking 
about these things for years now years you know i remember when one of our first initial like episodes was uh black love versus the black church you know and that was like a really serious conversation um but you know people uh kind of respect a well thought out opinion whether it's for or against you know Mm -hmm. but anyway um like oh let me see if i can find that tweet like oh he says his name is michael cosby or something he says i'm a big fan why do you come down so hard on the christians uh when i know from your podcast you were raised with christian values one you don't know that uh <laughs> for one you just making that assumption. yeah you are assuming that um and i said i don't come down you being sensitive you say okay if you say so um did he say not at all i'm the dude from the facebook letter i'm good for real or something i, I was like i don't know what that means uh he says um i was like uh i i i do the same uh, the same podcast that makes jokes about race rape child abuse and other fuck shit but you get uptight about religion he said no most of the stuff you speak on i agree with i'm like well, how do you agree with that because those jokes are just fucked up ain't it oh um, cat rape bird rape pelican rape right come on i can't i can tell from you and your wife's background you're raised christian uh i could be wrong it could just be for the show um which uh i'm like okay um <laughs> i don't know what that means either me either like what like because half the like, it's the internet man half the time you get some crazy people out here that aren't good at communicating and shit and i don't know if you guys can understand what he's trying to say or what but he says the way you speak on christ and other topics it could just be me i'm and now now way a holy roller roller maybe i'm in no way a holy roller um so i mean and if you're not a holy roller then why are you trying to come down on me for making some jokes honestly uh because this seemed like some holy roller shit to do if i can't i'll laugh about you talking about uh people being uh coons and shit and guess the race but i draw the line at that joke you made about uh about uh joseph being a simp it's like come on man yeah it's like you didn't know the rules yeah like if we i like honestly if we didn't like christians or whatever i have a hard time imagining a lot of people that fuck with our show because there's a lot of pretty religious people that that are our friends and listen to the show and we hang out with like yep i don't know it it would be weird to me if they were like yo i feel like this show is really just uh anti-christian and comes down on people it's it's all just people's opinion man you know like uh the the real issues i have with christianity as a whole are more stuff that keep people from being uh more about people that try to wedge it into other shit that doesn't have anything to do with religion such as when people um want to get uh married to a person of the same sex abortion yeah i uh when 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 they don't want to you know when uh you want to uh when chick-fil-a decides christian values are more important than um you know and they want to wedge it into uh supporting uh anti- marriage equality shit uh when people yeah when people want to justify not letting a woman have control of her vagina a lot of these things are rooted in religious uh you know religious stances and religious teachings or religion as a whole you know even some of the shit isn't even in the bible but religion as a whole is where a lot of the shit is rooted in and that's what a lot of people use to spread the message and yes i'm anti that and i will always make jokes about that and it will be funny and I think all of this stemmed from the fact that I made a joke about Catholic priests. Cause I was like, um, how, I was like, besides Catholic priests and altar boys, 
how many people have accidentally had sex to a gospel song and it was just a joke about how you know people when gospel music is on you try not to fuck no we're, we're praising lord afterwards right right, right. now no right S- now i want something sexy a simple joke all of a sudden i'm anti-christian i'm like i don't get why where you get this from but um he said uh i just want you to know i'm not accusing you of anything you're good man love the show keep it up good fan a uh, big fan or whatever and um i'm like but you did accuse me of something you started this off by accusing me of uh singling out christians as uh people to pick on so like it's i don't know man internet is crazy man i don't know people just yeah all right congratulations on this from british crumpet um oh wait actually got two this is from episode 500 the passion of paula dean tatum says 216 tatum 216 says i love this podcast more than words can say i listen every day and drive my coworkers nuts on a daily basis with my burst of laughter ah. i what can now listen to them so they drive their co-workers nuts mm. i would too raise my mug of green tea to the pod where i went from a woman to an animal thug happy 500th episode from maybe one of your biggest fans anthony animal thug tatum what do you mean uh, maybe come on man you write it all the time uh british crumpet writes in congratulations on the big 500 this is the officially a f- this that is officially a fuck ton of episodes yes we're syndicated now whatever the hell that means <laughs> i started listening to the podcast in mid-january and i've never looked back your show keeps up my spirits when i'm killing it at my two cleaning jobs working to support myself through university you uncle rod and aunt karen are amazing have some ye old english love right here heart thank you thank you sweetie we appreciate it british crumpet i I wonder if that's our first time writing uh, the show. I, I think I so. That's the first time I remember seeing that name. Yeah. I didn't know we had black people in Britain, man. I thought it was just all like Doctor Who and reruns of The Office. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then we had a poll. Uh, the poll was regarding a story that we covered where a guy uh, sucked a police officer's dick a little bit mm-hmm. uh, to keep from going to jail because he got, he got picked up for having a warrant. And the poll question was very simple. Would you suck a police officer's dick to keep from going to jail? Hell yeah, balls deep. <laughs> or no, take me to jail, please. 13% of people said, hell yeah, balls deep. And I was going to make a distinction like, you know, man and woman, but then I realized like, it don't if it's, if you're a woman and you don't want to suck some dude's dick, like it's still just as mad, just as bad, you know, like, mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it gender neutral and just say, would you suck some dude's dick so you won't go to jail? Thirteen percent of people said, fuck yeah, I'm sucking that dick. Give me that. I just suck the, I swallow the gravy. Eighty eight percent of people said, no, take me to jail, please. Which know, that's, that's the side that's, I'm on. That's the truth. You can put that gravy on somebody else's rice. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, Miss Crystal says, I voted no, but if the police officer is sexy though, ha ha ha, just joking. Straight face. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too. Like, I'm assuming that it's, it's a dick you don't want to suck. Like, mm-hmm. but even if, but it's like, even if it was the sexiest motherfucker in the world, if I didn't walk out the house this evening thinking of sucking, sucking some dick, dick. Come on now. That I feel was like my I'm not, yeah, I feel like sucking dick is, you know, less of a whimsical th- move for most men, you know? Yeah feel like most of us walk out of the house assuming no dick will be sucked 
or if you're planning to suck a dick it's you got a little plan going like oh i might suck a dick tonight feeling like dick sucking mood i don't think people walk out of the house and it's like oh random dick i have to suck to keep from going to jail Mm -hmm. this is my dream Mm -hmm. spacely said that is a choice right there he's never going to get the taste out of his mouth but if he doesn't do it he goes to jail and now somebody else is demanding it and now he's not even free to leave afterwards though i bet the cop would have still arrested him but i still couldn't do it yeah that's the thing you can't guarantee that he won't arrest you anyway mm-hmm. and then claim the shit never happened zip now put these handcuffs on mm-hmm. uh justin p says if i was a female hell yeah may as well i probably done licked plenty of shaft just like in reality i've licked a few poon pies and this one can keep me out of jail bring it on but as a man i just couldn't i'd most well i didn't ask you if you were a female could you would you suck a dick although you do seem quite eager and enthusiastic um but as yeah. a man i just what karen and, and the thing is that all jokes aside there's some women they don't suck dick yeah like, all the time yeah like no i I know people assume that but you know every woman don't suck dick um i'd like i'd most likely throw up on it which would only worsen the situation hc says a no-win situation you do it you might get off but what if the cop finds you again and makes you wants to make it an ongoing thing to keep you out of jail and if you don't do it there's no telling how many suckings you might get subjected to behind bars just kill just me say no just say no it probably was just like a 30-day regular jail sentence probably wasn't even prison Mm-mm. i think some of you guys just really want to make a lot of excuses to suck a dick and i say come out the closet guys don't <laughs> you have come out that dick sucking closet don't blame it on someone else Mm-mm. um we had this episode um uh balls deep too where we just got a comment on it uh it took tatum a while but you know people are just some people are getting the, the premium stuff later on they're mm-hmm. going back listen to the old shows balls deep episode two rest in peace dick trickle uh tatum says damn rod i wish you had put out that list of one of women who seem to be lackluster in bed still a great show you and the guys went so deep one ball got stuck in <laughs> yeah i feel like uh yeah because i remember talking about kim kardashian and mm-hmm. uh to a lesser extent beyonce both look like really pretty women that can't fuck for shit uh no offense people and if you're a stan or either one of them um you know email somebody else because i don't give a fuck but they just have this really pristine like missionary style to their like to their vibe about them you know mm-hmm. so i don't know it feels like they would fuck like robots um all right so we also had uh a couple comments on the nerd off number seven sterling's intervention uh disregard jordan simply writes it hashtag fuck cyclops so that's what that was the thing ah! tatum says the new game show the sweeping the nation dim thrones character or football player because we played some dim thrones <laughs> ah! is this dude dim thrones character or football well, player we uh had a spoiled movie review and we're gonna have some more coming out in the next couple of weeks we've been seeing a lot of movies yep started booking some guests man you guys are gonna get uh if you're into movies i mean you know you're gonna get a lot of spoiled reviews in the next like week or so just be on the lookout if you're a premium member uh we got movies to review guys we got yep, man of steel uh now you see me uh there's even more than that just uh, i'm drawing a blank but and of course white house down will be on the list world war z you know a lot of movies Mm -hmm. uh so after earth we got a comment from professor lch she said fun review i love the guest reviewers too especially basa 
whose disgusted tinged voice is everything lol i may go see this now as karen's thing that worked was well will smith somehow i suspect i'm gonna go with her eyes on this one no shade guys winky face you know what man that's fine will smith worked for me too yes he did and black fatherhood is not a big turn on for everybody as you is evidenced by the box office numbers you know for me i'm like black fatherhood y'all and people was like mm, don't care <laughs> it sure was <laughs> i'm not paying my money for black fatherhood i can see that shit uh on the huxtables um on the cosby show okay guys nobody write in about that tank miss <laughs> christopher ah. says only in obama's america where black men can be oh wait this is for our newest spinoff show the real holly uh the real house husbands them, them real house husbands even i'm fucking up the name uh episode one car maintenance and this is where me and justin discussed car maintenance and uh it was pretty good we had a good time a lot of people were uh surprised because we didn't announce that we were doing this no it we just didn't. it just hit their feed and everybody was like oh shit what's this yeah so uh hopefully people went and check it out yeah uh, it's in the rss feed it's also on the site um if you go to the premium section it's the the top show now because it's the newest one so just click on that icon that says them real house husbands and uh you can you can check it out let's look at the comments tatum says great show you and justin hit it out of the park record price said the premium show fees continues nick juice says this editing son i'm crying this is greatness <laughs> miss christopher says only in obama's america where black men can be in their true shiftless jobless lazy natural form i guess the repeal of voter rights act does have its advantages at least in the next generation all of the black men will be working outside of the home despite the lack of compensation up top so thank you thank you we appreciate everybody yes, and, and listening and enjoyed the show and for those of you this premium members stay on it because like i said we be having all kinds of ideas sometimes we don't always announce it you be getting extra treats on your feed mm-hmm. uh, that's the bonus of paying we got voicemails let me just play them cool let's do this son keep them less than three minutes hey what's going on Rod and karen this your boy casey stork calling live and uh direct from uh, rolla missouri uh, just wanted to call in. Congratulations on your uh, 500 episode. Listen to that right now as I head into work. Uh, I wasn't here at the start, but I sure the will be here, uh, to the end. And I hope that is, uh, never, yeah, I want you niggas to live it forever. Eternity podcast with your 112 oxygen mask and all. But no, really just, uh, just good shit, man. I know I said it, uh, called in, said a while back when Ryan lost his job and just wish y'all the best on this, man. It's, it's just a beautiful thing to see this, uh, black podcasting growing. Uh, and just, I mean, we, we, you know, as far as not just just black people, but just, just a, a, a funny voice that also brings reason. I mean, in this world of, uh, Paula Dean bullshit and everybody wanting to forgive that in this world of, uh, Zimmerman's uh, shooting black boys down in the, in, in the yard on the way to their house and everybody want to forget that. I mean, you know, we, 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 we need you. We need you. We need the whole chitlin circuit. We need you, Brandon, uh, HTO Kev, uh, uh, Phenom, uh, we just need everybody, man. Just, you know, I just, we really, really, I, I appreciate it if nobody else do, but I know I, I I'm lying because I know a lot of people in the chat room now. A lot of people listening uh, on their on, on podcast, they download later. A lot of people who listen to it on Stitcher like I do the next day who just really appreciate you and Karen, man. So if nobody has said it, I'll be the first to say it, man. Congratulations once again, and thank you for just, you know, just everything you've done. 
for me as far as like with nursing school going on and uh, when my wife was away, just helping me deal with some of that stuff, man, helping her. Well, when she was overseas and giving us a lot of things to talk about, man. Yeah, that's right. Y'all give us, you know, things to talk about just to be on the show. So, I mean, just really, really appreciate it, man. And uh, uh, here's to another 500, another 1,000, just, you know, whatever, man. Sky's the limit. You know, Casey Stork out. Oh, man. Thanks, Thank Casey you, sweetie. Uh You would think that was it, but then he left two more voicemails. Um, I don't know what these are about. I will play them. What's up, Rod? What's up, Ms. Karen? It's your boy, Casey Stark. Uh, Stork calling in again. Sorry about that. I know you guys hate to uh, keep calling them multiple times. But just wanted to also touch on you guys' coverage of the uh, whole Paula Dean thing. And, man, that shit is just that shit is great, man, because a lot of people are uh, listening to the news, listening to her spin. And I got to say, her PR people are doing a wonderful job of just focusing on some story that was told dirty about something about something that happened 30 years ago, but letting people miss the fact that the shit that just happened as you put off in the show happened like two years ago, 2010, so I guess like three years ago, whatever. And I mean, and, 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 and the shit is online. You can go just Google it, and the PDF file online, the court file, and you can read it. Matter of fact, I had to post that shit to some of my Facebook people because they just didn't know me. They're like, well, you know, uh, Rod, something happened that, you know, a couple of years ago, 30 years ago, and we shouldn't. I'm like, no, 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 no. She created a hostile work environment. You got her brother showing pornography. You got her talking about niggas dressing like slaves, man. I'm like, man, get the fuck out. I, I mean, I had to, I guess, say unfriend. Most of them were my friends. I guess just associates. But I had to let them go, man. Because, like, I'm not dealing with this. And now I see your state of mind. Bye, motherfucker. So, yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for keeping real on that end and really just letting people know what's going on. And, and oh, yeah, that little simple fact of it's a white woman that's suing her. Like, I don't know what a stutter sounds like on Facebook, but a lot of motherfuckers were stuttering on Facebook when I put that simple fact to them. So it lets me know you're not following the case. you just dealing with this old racist-ass, country-ass, want to feed your ass butter and lard, white woman, got to say to you, like, nigga, shut up, get the fuck off my Facebook. And then, oh, yeah, watching this, this, this uh, Trayvon Martin, uh, Zimmerman trial, also on uh, Twitter listening to, not listening, I'm sorry, reading some of this stuff. Man, you niggas kill me. Y'all fucking with this little girl over how she look, over how she sound. Now, look, man, uh, I can say this much. I was at four hundred for the shooting, and... I've been dealing with this child for two or three years, and I just did, like, a little 30 minutes on the stand doing the Office 32 hearing, which is basically a grand jury hearing. And you talk about, I'm, I'm nervous as fuck. I, I don't know what to do. You know, I've seen this motherfucker kill people. You know, I guess I got to say allegedly because he's not been accused of a crime yet. But two days of that shit, two days of that shit, and we talking about your best friend was the person that got married? <sighs> You niggas kill me, man. Y'all better applaud this black woman because she might be the one thing that gets this motherfucker, gets this motherfucker put in jail. Y'all better, y'all better appreciate her, help her out, and keep encouraging her because half of y'all couldn't do it. I watched uh, the first 48. Y'all niggas crying in the first 24. The fuck out of here. Anyway, Casey Stork out. Oh, man. Casey uh, got a little emotional there in that one. That was uh that was a lot of anger going on at the end. But I feel him though. I'm, mm-hmm. 
I tried to watch some of that Trayvon shit, man. I, I had to chill. I, we can't, we can't do that. And, uh, I know you got more enforcement. There was something I wanted to say. Go ahead. Is that I 100% agree with you about them going and finding that girl that had went up on trial. That mm. bullshit is ridiculous. You know what I hate about that shit though was the articles of black people writing, explaining why, why white people need to understand where she's coming from and shit stop yeah ain't nobody gotta explain stop nothing. stop man it's like an entire industry of explaining shit to white people yeah stop. it's money it's money in nobody's it. like the kind of white person that would need to read that blog post is not reading that blog post ain't that the truth can you stop kidding your fucking self please if i read one more let me tell you why she is actually a good person she's why would she so the she has to prove she's not a bad person and you had to go and dedicate uh a thousand words to that shit man fuck people that don't understand you can that 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 you have to take a person on their merits and not just whatever you know it's like those people that lower the bar for when black people do shit where it's like well at least he taking care of the kid and it's like man god damn y'all part of the problem too stop no it's trying to i was trying to help next <laughs> next voicemail What's a oh wait let me stop and also i didn't see the slander of her on twitter because honestly i've been egging that shit like i've been egging the trial shit like i think i talked about the trial about 10 20 minutes one day and then i had to stop because yeah, like, yeah i haven't said anything i'm only there for the comedy the jokes that's all i'm there for jokes yeah if and, i can't that shit went funny yeah if i can't laugh at at whatever's happening i'm out uh people talking about her appearance i'm like you know i'm not there for that Anyone that found uh, her Facebook, I'm not there for that shit. Uh, anybody that felt the need to write a fucking article to tell white people why she was okay and acceptable as a witness and I'm, I'm not they, that why either. they couldn't understand why she lied. If you can't understand and you're a fucking dumbass who doesn't want to understand, it's 2013 in the age of the internet and digital media and all this stuff. Everybody is capable of finding out the shit they would like to be curious about. If you're curious about this lady and her background, and you're curious as to uh why she talks like that or whatever the fuck it is, there's a ton of resources people don't really want to find out. So stop mm-hmm. writing these articles, man. You're wasting your fucking time. I don't know why we... And there's a bunch of powerless white people you're trying to convince. Not like Bill Clinton's going to read this shit. You're like, just stop. You know, she's black. They got to deal with it. She's Haitian background. They, they got to deal, deal with, with it. that too. Black people have a relationship where we don't trust the cops uh, all the time. They got to deal with it you know she you know they can't understand the uh if they can't understand the emotions that she uh went through with her friend dying on the phone and being the last person to talk to that's that's not some shit that an article can fix Mm -hmm. that kind of person lacks empathy and doesn't have any type of humanity in them if they can't relate on any level to this girl you know, if all they just saw is big black woman and that's it, fuck them. Fuck them. What's up, Rodkin? Casey Stork, one last time. My bad. I had to take a breath calm down. But uh, let me explain myself on the Zimmerman thing as far as relating it to me. Like I was saying, uh, I was part of, uh, my unit was, and I was part of the shooting that took place on a Army base in uh, 2010. Mm-hmm. It's been an ongoing case. And uh, just people need to understand the amount of prep- preparation that goes into these cases, the amount of details that you have to remember. 
I mean, I was there seeing my good friends, seeing soldiers I know get, get shot, get killed. And I'm going to be called on numerous times to repeat the same thing over and over again, say the same thing over and over again. And remember what, 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 what cubicle I was in, uh, who was sitting where approximately, but something happened three years ago. You know what I'm saying? So for the people who have been giving this lady a hard time, and I'm sure I pray, you know, not pray, you know, fuck that, but I'm, <laughs> I just hope there's nobody in the chat room. I just hope it's not a member of this show that's giving this woman a, a hard time. And I, and I doubt that it is, but if you got a friend or you got somebody on Twitter or Facebook giving this woman a hard time, this young lady who is testifying, you know, to put her friend's murder in jail, man, pull that motherfucker's chain, man. Please pull his or her chain. I don't care how she talk. I don't care what she look like. Your ass sit up there and get that same question over and over again for two days. And let me ask you how you feel about it, man. Just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, I mean, I, I shouldn't be surprised. But come on, come on, black people. We gotta do better. You know, the Zimmerman shit, this Pauline shit, want to make excuses for everything and everybody. I mean, I'm just gonna hop on a podcast, and it's true. We got like one rule: don't say nigga. We say it, you can't say it. End of discussion. If you do go say it, say that shit in the house with your people. Like I told one of my racist ass uh, coworkers. When I was in the military, you can wear that clan outfit all you want. Just take that motherfucker off when you come to work, dog. Tennessee Stork out. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I've been having this issue watching the trial or anything. I mean, it's interesting. The little bit I watched with her, I didn't find anything remarkable about the her testimony as far as like um, whatever it was that made people get mad or get uh defensive or what i just didn't find it i don't fuck with people on facebook and twitter that are roasting her so i don't see those things i either feel like maybe my online experience has been cleaned up too well because i I go through and monitor it and and take people off and mute people and all that i I think i've gotten those kind of people out of my circle me too um and also half of the problem that i have watching the trial is I feel like the lawyers seem inept and terrible. Um, but that just may be me because I'm rooting so hard for, you know, the, the prosecution. Um, but the defense attorney seems like a, a horrible attorney and very smug and confident, but he's not really laying out a good case and his questions are d- kind of ridiculous. Like some of the questions he asks and like re-ask and stuff like that is, and the points he tries to make uh to create doubt it just i don't know this, i just found it to be like tedious more than anything um and th- whenever the, the prosecution gets up um i feel like sometimes they don't ask the right questions so i was like let me just stop this because i just need to see a result you guys let me know when it's done you know yep i'm not i'm, I'm not watching it yeah um the news is just it's disasterbation guys it's just disasterbation basically in my opinion so i'm out Next voicemail. Not 498. Not 499, nigga. 500, bitches. 500. We keep it 500 around here, motherfuckers. Hey, congratulations, man. 500 episodes deep. Man, please. Nigga, I want to be like y'all when I grow up, man. Hey, love y'all, niggas, man. And to all the haters, the shit talkers. 
the doubters. Y'all can suck my fat black dick. I mean, just put it in your mouth and fucking just let your jaws just swell up with its fucking goodness. Goddamn, swallow the seed, nigga. Swallow everything that come out. I can't stand you, motherfucker. Fuck you, dumb nigga talking shit, throwing stones, trying to deter my people and, and, and make them feel like shit and trying to throw salt in the game. Fuck you, motherfuckers, too. I know who all you motherfuckers been in the past. And you know what? Y'all can lick my balls. I swear to God, y'all can lick my balls. Rod, Karen, hey, you got that right. Pat your motherfucker sales on the back. God damn it, I'm patting you on the back. Know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all hey, better get down with the get down. Y'all better get down with y'all bad asses. Don't <laughs> apologize for shit. And Bill, if you're out there, you can suck my dick two times. Uh -huh. Bill don't like you, no shit-talking ass. Hey, that's all I want to say. You know what I'm saying? Hey, here's to another 500. That's real talk right there. Love oh, you. You too, chill. What's up? Oh, thank you, chill. Thank you, Sincerely. Chill. Um, it's because you're one of the people that, that keep the show going, man. Like, yes, you are. You know, one of those people that always adds energy and stuff when you uh communicate with the show and uh, you know, your guy's spin off show tastes like fried chicken, uh spin off show Janilla is doing great. Um, yes it is. So, you know, we appreciate it. Uh I heard you, Nick Jew, talking shit about me. Um <laughs> I, I was rolling. I thought it was funny as hell. Um uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say about that? Oh, but yeah, forgot all about Bill in Delaware. You're right, Bill from Delaware. <laughs> yeah, you can still suck my dick. All right, next, <laughs> next one. <laughs> oh, nigga, you just don't know the hell. Gay people is acting a fool around this motherfucker, man. Hey, the cock is hot, nigga. Hey, <laughs> we can fuck literally now. All the dick and booty you can stand. <laughs> mama, I'm sucking dicks, and mama, I'm licking clips now. <laughs> do you? Let me tell you the real deal. Just like y'all said, it ain't never about love. It ain't never been about loving who you want to love. Nigga, we've been doing that. It's been about the benefits. Know what I'm saying? It's been all about the benefits, baby. Know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, fuck all that shit. We won't have your shit. Okay, you want the car, the kids, the house, and the motherfucking dog. We won't have your shit. Okay, yeah, just like you said, Karen, we want to be able to put motherfuckers on our insurance without paying more because it's considered taxable income. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what it's about. Hey, gay fuck fest, more it is on like a motherfucker. And up, my gay people, get your fuck on. Lord have mercy. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all done started. Anyway, love y'all. You too, chill. One love. <laughs> Peace out. Like a whole nation. I'm gone. <laughs> she said the cock is hot. Yes. That is the greatest shit I've ever heard in my life. The cock is hot. <laughs> Next voicemail. Oh, boy. Hey, what's going on, uh, Rod and Karen? Congratulations on a uh, 500 episode. Well, I'll tell you this, and it'll be 501 episodes, so uh, uh, y'all keep up the good work. Uh, Rod, I was, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago, you was talking about the, your car situation. Uh, I hope you, uh, you take care of that. I uh, hope that everything went well for you. But uh, what I what experience, experience I learned is that uh, you told me you had a crack, you had a crack head in the engine block. Um, situation like that, that's, that's situation. It's like, yeah. 
driving me a lot. You have a foreign car, a Toyota, but Citroen's right there. You have to um, get the engine, get a rebuilt, well, get a uh, rebuilt engine from the junkyard. Well, get another engine from the junkyard, really, because uh, when it comes to rebuilding something like that or transmission, you always have the problem always going to come back later on and uh, um, hope you have a warranty on the, on the, um, on the situation. And uh, especially the mechanic doing a fucked up job, too. And uh, those two color mechanics I don't trust. A black person, well, one, a black, especially a officer. Okay, Paula D. A Haitian and a Jamaican. Those two mechanics, those motherfuckers. I'd rather let a Klan, a racist motherfucker, work on my shit. I'd let a black motherfucker work on my car. But uh, hope you uh, take care of the situation. Uh, uh, good job, so, uh, peace out. <laughs> what in the Michael Jordan was that? <laughs> I don't want no niggas working on my transmission. No, ha- no Haitians and no Jamaicans. No Haitians, no Jamaicans. Mm. You better be white, born and bred American for the tough. <laughs> pick up that, pick up that wrench, little monkey. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Um, we, uh, we got the car back. Yeah, I think it was a um, cracked head gasket. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know that much about cars as, uh, Justin alluded to on the, uh, the real house, house husbands, but, you know, uh, I know that I know about professionalism and that's my problem. My problem was never with whether or not his car, he could fix the car or not. It, it, it can take a lot of places to get the car fixed, but, uh, being professional, uh, making a phone call, uh, nobody's too good to do that. No, and um, the thing is, is that the dude called us when the car was done. Mm-hmm. You know, you he called, called us. He called us, he called us on the, several different numbers over and over. He when, called me when during it was time to get paid. Yeah, he called me during uh, balls deep. I'm like, come on, now you ready to pick yeah, up the phone? He called, but me at, at the work. same time, I did tell him to call me when I talked to him last, it was like, I don't care if the car's ready or not. Call me by the end of, uh, fr- Friday. Oh no, Thursday or, you know, or else. So yeah, he called and I, and I gave him credit and, and just like he was returning. I was not returning. I was like, you know what? Mm-mm. We just, we just going to show up. Yeah. And they sent me email. I forwarded that email to Roderick. And I was like, look, answer this mm-hmm. and let them know how you feel, son. Next voicemail. Hello, Rod and Karen. This is Brent. Uh I was calling, um, I had two questions. Uh, the first one is for Karen. And y'all really didn't talk about this on your, on your show Thursday. I thought that maybe you would. Um, and this for, um, and, um, uh, and what I really want to know is, you know, how you all felt about, uh, the Rachel Chantel the way that she was being treated by us on Twitter and uh, by us I mean mainly mainly social media you know everybody on Twitter the way that people were ridiculing her and you know it was just a situation that you know I I strongly felt saddened by the way you know the way that we were so hypocritical and criticizing Paula Dean yet we would we would quickly attack this young girl, and I just want to know your feelings on that. And 
Now that I said that, I forgot what the second question even was. So, uh, take care, uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy your weekend, um, have a good week. Bye. Okay, Karen, so, uh, what do you think about the treatment that, uh, Mrs. Gentile was getting on Twitter? We kind of touched on that, mm-hmm. but I really feel like this. It, and, 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 and seriously, though, it, it saddens and it's very heartbreaking, um, to think that it's already, she's already went through a lot of stress being the last person to ever talk to Trayvon Martin, being the person that has to tell his mother, you know, the, the situation that happened and she initially didn't know he was dead. She thought he made it home. She found out that all he was dead. And, and it's one of those things where is life is real. And it's one of those things where it's a difference between this real life situation and, uh, love and hip hop Atlanta mm-hmm. and the, the TV shows. And it's one of those things where she has to deal with enough going on trial and and the thing is that you're you're stressing her out so she had to be on trial twice and then to look at her twitter and see and see all this negativity uh coming at her and the thing about it is that regardless uh of that is is it's funny how you know you put out like like he was saying all the demands on paula dean but then you turn around and somebody that's trying to do a good thing trying to do the right thing trying to be a stand-up citizen you you criticize her and the thing about it is that she has more loyalty than most of the people that was talking shit about her because if if a lot of these other people that were putting these posts were in her shoes they wouldn't have done it and and to me that takes courage and regardless of her background or what she looks like or anything like that do you saying people are going to turn around and be outraged if her if if her Going on trial was a thing to, to break it and he gets found not guilty. You would turn around and be outraged. And my thing is this, let her do whatever it is that she needs to do. And, 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 and for everybody that did that, that's a shame on you because like I said, this is real life. This is not a game. This is not, you know, a movie series or TV series. This is, this is a real person. Yeah. Uh, I don't know these people that did this and I didn't see this shit. Um, but at the same time, I'm not greatly saddened because it's fucking Twitter and everybody knows Roof don't live on Twitter, dog. There's, That's true too, but I can still be saddened about their actions. I'm not telling anybody else they, this, I'm, I'm giving my point of view. Not, okay. I'm not telling anybody how to feel. This is how I feel. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't put it past people. When catfish is on, people go find the people on catfish like they're not real people. Oh, I don't do that. When, uh, when, uh, like, people's minds are conditioned that everything's a fucking game like that that's true they think I agree. everything is a fucking game man and it doesn't surprise me that they would take it too far and call her ugly and make you know make a joke out of her testimony and all this shit um these are the same people that were wearing hoodies and shit uh during the trayvon um shit probably just when it first started or even worse, it's those people that never wore the hoodies and didn't give a fuck at all and didn't even pretend to care. And they kept being like, y'all, million, black people kill black people every day and nobody cares. But and not because they care, but because they don't want an excuse to ever start caring. True. And that's why, you know, they they're going to laugh it off and they're going to 
pick on her for being fat and being black and all this shit. I, I don't care. Like, honestly, here's, here's my main point with all this shit. And honestly, you can get outraged if you want to, all that shit. Six people control the destiny of what goes on in that courtroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, and if you want to throw in the lawyers and the judges, throw them in too. We're talking maybe 10, 12 people tops. They're not reading black Twitter during mm-hmm. the fucking trial. Mm-hmm. So if these people want to treat it with ignorance and, and, and make jokes and laugh at this shit, they are entitled to do so. Um, I'm entitled to unfollow you and not fuck with you. That's true. That's true statement. Um, and, um, I don't feel any type of sadness about people doing this. I didn't feel sadness when people went in on Gabby's hair during the fucking Olympics. And I know that was a big thing for people and people know how I feel about black women in general, but I just was like, um, no, this is Twitter shit. This is what people do. They roast everything, everything they can think of a joke for. They're going to do it. And if it's a little girl's hair and it's the same black women that get mad about people joking about their hair, um, and it's this other black women that, you know, never care about hair. Like it could be anything. Anyone could be taking someone down. Um, and it's just a thing that happens. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I feel like there's way too much philosophizing about this shit that it doesn't like, it really doesn't matter. If I thought that it had an effect on the trial, I would be pissed. True. That is true. But it doesn't. No, it does not. I'm more prepared to be pissed if this nigga walks or pleads down to some shit where he's doing five years in prison or something. Uh, that's when I reserve my right to be like, man, fuck. But right now I'm like, okay, y'all partying on old girl looking like precious or some shit. Fine. Like, there you go. You got your jokes in. This does not hurt or help anything. So I don't know. I don't have this collective. If black people would just get it together, like, bullshit that i've been hearing for the last couple of days in my timeline but black people would just it's no stop i don't believe in that um next voicemail um you left one more and it's the last voicemail of the day hey i just remember what the second question was and this is for rod um when you're doing your impossible white manifesto you talked about the love interest so i want to know how many points is given to the impossible white man if he has a kidnapped love interest or child or if he has a deceased love interest or child so or just for having a child a little kid in the movie that, that's kind of valuable and um, I want to know that so again a deceased love interest and or child and oh yeah what if they have both a deceased child and love interest a love interest that's deceased or a kid that's deceased and what if they just have a little kid i want to know those what that factors in but that's all i've been too long take care all right um i think those are good points um and i do have to add some for that i don't know i would probably say the dead love interest is worth less points mm-hmm. than a live love interest a kid that is kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, for okay, all right, let's start over. Dead love interest is say like five points, yeah. right? Dead love interest, dead. Uh, that's okay. Dead kids, that's like ten points. 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because they really do children. Yeah, yeah. Dead family, that's like 15. Yeah, if All everybody right. dies, you're the only surviving member. All right. Now, uh, and then if they die during the course of it, another five points. So if it's like yeah. you, love, you start off with a love interest, she gets killed in the middle of the movie, that bumps you up. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got five points. Um, now, the other thing is, uh, just your kids in general. If your kid gets kidnapped and stuff, um, I think kids, uh, are all five points for if they get kidnapped, if they, uh, if, if, if you have a kid to take care of or something. So I would say five for if you kid, if they, if you, if you have a kid involved, 10 if they get kidnapped, probably. And then, uh, like 20 if they get killed. Cause I've That's never seen that. That's a rarity. That. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you get I don't, extra bonus points for that one. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen the impossible white man movie where they let the kids, kids die. die. Like that yeah, shit. Yeah. They is. might let the spouse die, the boss die, and all the adults, but the kids normally make it. Yeah. All right, man. Um, that's it for those, uh, voicemails. Let's do some emails Mails. and we'll get up out of here. Um, lots of feedback today. Um, First one is Howard T. Smith, uh, of course, giving us the rundown this week of the shows. Hey, Rod and Karen, love this week's shows. Congrats on 500 episodes. Anyways, here's my rundown of the week's shows. 497, I feel you on the whole video game jealousy issue. I remember the time I was playing Infamous around some of my cousin's friends, and after a boss fight, I said I wished I had Cole McGrath's powers rather than simply then that would make you static shock. They, in their youthful ignorance, called me bougie and then said I use those powers to fight crime and talk about how they'd be running the streets with those lightning powers. <clears throat> um, okay. I don't, I don't know why they would call you bougie, but, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I get that. Um, my people scare me with their ignorance at times. My people. Oh, no, not our people scaring <laughs> you. Also, the story of the pastor that shut off the people's lights for unpaid tithes reminds me of a husband and wife preacher duo here in Lansing. That were ran out after the IRS charged them with embezzlement. I wasn't shocked, as I can clearly recall one Wednesday service for the pastor's daughter's birthday. They gave her a brand new H2 Hummer for her 16th birthday in front of the whole congregation. Shit. During the recession. Wow. In Detroit, too. I mean, no, Michigan. That's pretty bad. Needless to say, I began to question my faith that day. 498, I also love Impossible White Man films. My favorite film, I'm pretty sure, counts as one is a low down, dirty shame. Start. It is one, and it's one of the worst. Yeah, it, it's it's but not it good. But it is also one of the greatest. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Such a bad movie. Such a good impossible white, white man, man movie. movie. Yes, I'm gonna smoke his ass like a pack of cools. Um, starring Keenan Ivory Wayans, he played a cop turned private investigator who's hired to fire find a witness to a drug dealer's crimes. The twist is that the witness is his lost love and the drug dealer stole her from him and killed his fellow officers during the raid. It get, it's got everything. Breaking the law constantly, surviving situations he shouldn't, dropping his gun to fight hand-to-hand, saving his current girlfriend at the end, and an awesome one-liner like a pack of motherfucking coos is a classic. <laughs> I still say it when I play Halo. Um, You know, the other thing, too, uh, one of the more underrated parts is the sequence where he goes into a sporting goods store in the mall where they decide to have the final shootout. Mm-hmm. Um, he ties like a bungee cord to him. And people are like searching for him in the, in the store as he's doing this. Right. He, he like opens all the kerosene and flammable liquids and shit. And then gets like one of those, gets like a lighter. And then he like throws the lighter down 
into the flammable liquid runs out the front of the store it's on the second story with the bungee cord Mm -hmm. uh i don't know how he had time to measure it out (laughs) um and then he jumps off the second floor uh with the bungee cord tied to something it doesn't break the explosion somehow and he he bungee cords down onto some bad guys without like falling on them he's still he's still suspended in the air perfectly uh-huh. and he just grabs the bad guy's gun right from him and is like yoink and i was like that was so white <laughs> that was so impossible white man oh i need to go back and watch, I watch the movie in years. yeah yeah it's terrible you should watch it um so let's see seriously the man has jokes in this movie i've been wanting phenom black to do it we watch ratchet of it but they won't put it on netflix already goddamn 499 having facebook arguments like that are truly a test of sanity my homophobic cousin is one of those pro-black kind of people and truly doesn't trust white people his arguments are rendered useless to me um on account of the fact that this is a man who didn't realize his ex-wife and mother of his children was white until they divorced i'm not joking this is exactly what he told me as for chris brown I, you have a fucked up family and friends you need to get new people in your life uh howard as for chris brown i will tell you like i told my boy pj we might let his mistakes go if he didn't cut a monkey all the damn time seriously yeah i've read something like last week and we didn't even cover this he got accused of assaulting another woman again like oh, at, shit. A, at a concert this time i guess i'm like this nigga can't stay out the news and of course he was tweeting about it I'm like the fuck is wrong with you anyway uh seriously i really believe there are black people that want to forgive him but can't because he refuses to act like he has some home training 500 the whole issue with paula dean has got me in a weird position with a buddy of mine he's a black republican on the whole vein of black people are more racist than white people tip he votes republican is even a member of the tea party because he feels that republican party has done more for black people than democrats never mind the fact that it's well known that abraham lincoln only has a move to help win the civil war uh it had even been quoted as saying that there is that is there was a way to win the war without freeing one slave he would have taken that option combine that with how he doesn't seem to get that a majority of the party while having different fiscal having good fiscal policies in his eyes are vehemently against things that he's actually a star supporter of like gay marriage but i guess that won't be an issue anymore huh up top uh don't don't everybody digging it's gonna still be an issue but it is a it was a a, a nice moment mm-hmm. but uh they they're not gonna give up the fight Mm-mm. it's just like that uh the the lady who stood up and did a filibuster mm-hmm. uh it'll be back on the ballot next time guys of course. meanwhile on my end of things my pro-black cousin i've mentioned that before is still on that whole gays are being used to distract people from black people removed rights ish me personally, I believe he could possibly get more black people to vote if he stopped also talking about black people setting up the black nation in America. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good one. I think it just won't work on account of the fact that a typical black person wouldn't be able to relate or would simply grow disenfranchised with such a nation's ideals. Man, how would be all over the place? I don't even know how we got to black America. Well, that's all <laughs> I got. I'm supposed to be recording the episode with Clove and Shirley for Chonilla Friday. Keep an ear out for me from your favorite small town awkward blur, Howard Tyrone Smith. Uh, I'm sure that'll be interesting. I got to see how your brain works in person because uh, th- these emails be crazy as shit. So I want to know if you really talk like this. Impossible white man uh, from Andrew. He says, hey, Rod, I listened to your recent The Blackout Tip episode. Oh, Andrew is the guy who I did uh, Cinema Fix with. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a guest on his show. 
we're trying to get him to be a guest on sport movie reviews a uh, really funny dude uh i have never disagreed with a man more in my life about a movie <laughs> but we had a civil conversation for an hour and a half and ended with some jokes and all this stuff and um uh, I, I found him and monica to be uh really nice people that had a really good sense of humor about the whole thing and uh as far as critics go man they they like i i, I enjoyed that they didn't take themselves but so serious yeah. you know because i feel like a lot of times take the vibe that critics give off is this whole like my opinion is the, the right opinion, opinion and the only opinion and now all other opinions are so insufficient and uh inferior to mine it's like you know i didn't get that vibe from them at all it was kind of like well you liked it i didn't and then we would just rant about what we you know our opinions of each other it was fun um and i will have i will post that this weekend i promise uh listen to your reason the blackout tips episode of impossible white man movies you said you should have said man of steel doesn't qualify when you came on cinema flicks oh well uh yeah yeah yeah. uh because he said superman is impossible white man i was like um you know, I, I was like, I guess you could say that in some ways you can see it, but, uh, it's more that I'm a guest on your show. I didn't feel like arguing and I definitely didn't want to start off arguing. I didn't know y'all were going to hate the movie, but, um, also impossible white man takes a long time to explain. Mm-hmm. And there's way too many concept. Yeah. I like, I hadn't at the time I hadn't been moved to, to, to write everything yeah, down because I wasn't down. mad um but uh so and and it was just one of those things where i'm like that's not what it is but okay and and there are impossible white man characters in all kinds of fiction Mm -hmm. um especially in comic books but the problem is i can't i have to cut comic books off because people lose their fucking minds they want they want all their shit to count as impossible white white man man. the only one i can think of off top of my head is probably the punisher you know what I mean? Cause he don't have no superpowers and shit. Maybe Batman, you know, but, but still the point is shit gets tricky real quick. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, let's just leave superheroes out of it. And, um, and in this movie, uh, it, you know, it's just Superman is not an impossible white man. Like he might be like he, he's an impossible white man in theory because. He's just a white dude that can do a bunch of shit. Yeah. And there's really no rhyme or reason to what he can do and why he can do it, mm-hmm. to be quite honest mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I still feel like he's not, uh, he doesn't qualify as an, an impossible white man. Like what I'm talking about with like Jack Bauer and, uh, uh, John McClane, stuff like that. Quick question. In the episode, you say that Terminator movies don't count because the TX whatever dies, TX 100, I think. And they're sci-fi. But wouldn't the first one count with Sarah Connor as the impossible white man in question? Sure, it's got a lot of sci-fi horror elements, but basically, the bases are pretty much the same. A normal person forced to take down an impossible enemy with little to no help from the authorities. She's just a waitress, and essentially she has to survive and take, a, take out Arnold. Otherwise, the whole human race will die. I think it qualifies, especially if you count it together with the second one, when she's more of a typical badass. Well, see, that's the trick, isn't it? She's not a badass in the first one. She's just surviving. Reese is the impossible white man, but then Reese dies. So he's not an impossible white man. Therefore, it's not an impossible white man movie. Um, she doesn't even do anything fucking heroic. She basically gets her leg fucked up and crawls through a press thing that, that crushes the last Terminator. And that is her story. There's no one liners. She doesn't kill anyone. 
um she doesn't um you know she has no loosely defined set of skills as a background she's yeah. not not an army ranger now in the second one she's very much an impossible white man but i'm pretty sure she dies in the second one right so because at the end of the second one it's just john connor left yeah so like she and she would have she was on her way to being a very good impossible white man in that movie um because she was gangster as shit but she died you can't die you can't you know? die that's one of the rules so uh that's why it doesn't qualify man and i love those movies but i feel like people just want shit to qualify because they love it but it's not like here's the thing about these impossible white man movies that I, I need more people to realize that when we started the podcast and started getting episodes up y'all gonna see a lot of these movies fucking suck balls man oh yeah they're not you don't good want, movies yeah you don't want your good movies in this category necessarily very few actually cross over into also a good movie most of these are no that movie's a shit show but i just enjoy white people being impossible you know what i mean i just enjoy me a good white man killing up a police station full of cops and uh and not taking anything but a splinter to the side you know like i enjoy that shit but it's not good and it's also never ever gonna happen in real life Mm -mm. owen diamond says y'all are in my head oh this owen from canada since you decided to go hardcore putting out five shows a week and premium content, goddamn man, I feel like I spend at least part of each day with you. As a result, my inner voice is taking on a distinctly southern black tone. Now when a coworker says something stupid, my interior monologue sounds like Rod or Justin saying, nah, son. Also thinking words like y'all and dog and phrases like my thing is and I don't give two fucks. <laughs> thanks for increasing my personal lexicon even if i do have to stop myself from chuckling whenever some other construction worker uses the phrase up top you guys are killing it ah keep it up rod you can call me cheddar but use the hard r <laughs> all right my cheddar um chris writes in midget slappy damn thanks thank you chris that's it that was it <laughs> the time i called paula dean i, I said paula dean called somebody midget slappy Chris writes in, congratulations, 500 episodes, an impressive milestone. I've typed out an intelligent response to your Paula Dean discussion that was full of insight and thought-provoking commentary, but when Rod did that impression of her with the moon cricket line, that shit went right out the window. That said, <laughs> as funny as the episode was, you all did and have kept focus on the real issue here. She and her brother conducting themselves improperly at work. As far as her having said nigger before she's before, She's a 66-year-old white woman from the Deep South. I assume that shit was a given. I mean, damn, I'd have a harder time believing she hadn't said it before. Right. That was such a cop-out. Well, I did say it the one time. I'm like, no, bitch, we're talking about all these times at work. Let's try to bring up some shit. That, boy, did you take out... Did, boy, boy did, you, did, did you stay out past the curfew? Well, the one time, 17 years ago, I stayed out past <laughs> curfew. And that was because you said I could come in late. Like, no. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about tonight, nigga. That's right. But bringing it back, bringing it to work and other work-related things you all mentioned supports the nation. The notion this stuff has to be has to be legislated to ensure fair treatment because average person can't turn that mindset off when they walk out their front door. Another stellar episode. Yep, I agree. Thank you, sweetie. Fuck what she thinking premium wait hold on i picked the wrong one. Oh, memphis for my girl mikhail taz mm-hmm. let's see what toy you're talking about in my paula dean voice how y'all in the black guy who tip nations 
I just wanted to say you Negroes are doing quite well out there. Now that all my sponsorship deals have been killed, I have some extra money I can send to sponsor your lovely show. I love how y'all play this guess the race game. Now for me, I choose nigger every time. I'm wrong most of the time. <laughs> now you just recently did a story with Memphis and I ch- was chose the, and I was chose those niggers correctly. I especially, especially the one who wanted a blowjob for no jail time. Now my question is, how do you suck a dick for a few seconds? We both know that when that nigger went to jail, he sucked a lot of dicks. For a second, I could have sworn it was Mario Chalmers giving the interview. <laughs> okay, I'm back. No, okay, okay, I'm back. No Paula Dean voice. First, I want to say thank you, Six Star Rod, for giving up your right to vote so I could pull a Kimmy K and be married for 72 days. <laughs> You're welcome, sweetie. Now, 1,000 Star Karen, I don't know if you feel like me, which voting act do I use? We're women, so we got the suffrage act, and then we're black. So just like the chicken and the egg, which came first, our womanhood or our blackness? Oh, well, nigga, I can get married now, so hide your sisters, hide your nieces to catch a predator in Kelly style. Uh, Most be 18, depending on the state. And hide your mamas, especially if she look like Vanessa Williams. Also, Rod, did you have a chance to check out that show, Orphan Black? Not yet. I was talking, t- telling you about, I've already hooked four of my soldiers onto the show. One clone club fan at a time. Y'all be easy and have a great day. I'm going to try to hide from this 117 degree weather that we have on a daily basis. Nigga is hot than a mug out here. Shit. Be easy, Bubba Taz Dean. P.S. Chill, tell Mario Chalmers if the cops pull him over and tell him to suck a dick and he won't go to jail then do it he knows he doesn't suck a dick for a couple of seconds fuck mario chalmers <laughs> toya Aww. is hilarious uh hm sanderson writes in premium just when i thought it couldn't get better you guys are killing it if people don't have premium they not winning 50 cents a day no g unit <laughs> so- <laughs> So worth it. Between lip smacking good, balls deep, medium talk, and my personal new favorite, the real house husbands, I advise everyone put down a bag of chips or get a smaller cup of coffee and put in on this. Consider it a humorous calorie reducer. Just wanted to show my love for what y'all doing. Keep doing, being great. I'm balls deep in love. No Roy Hibbert. Thanks, HM. We appreciate it, man. Um, and yeah, a lot of people enjoying ball, uh, the real house husbands. Mm-hmm innovators this is from tony he said hey rod and karen congrats on the 500 milestone hats off to the two of you doing something others tend to shy away from doing what you want to get what you want through your show and connections i've learned how podcasting is the greatest medium of entertainment currently keep it coming and keep it fresh like i know you will but let some of us cheat off your test sheet my brother and sister oh and many thanks for the adam and eve promotion it has a way of tightening up relationships if you know what i mean I know what you mean, bro. Up top. <laughs> Tony out. Thanks, Tony. Um, well, that's it for today, man. That's uh, all the feedback we had. Thanks, everybody that wrote into the show. We appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for everybody that continues to fuck with us. Tomorrow, uh, we have a show at 10 a.m. Uh, our guest will be Fire. She back, y'all. Cool. And uh, I think Monday at 9, we have Chris Lambert. And uh I think at five o'clock on Tuesday we're gonna have Russell Hainline. Okay. So it's gonna be a, a pretty loaded 
week with uh you know guests and and people that that you know we haven't got to talk to in a while man mm-hmm. uh so that'll be good got some interview schedule for our other shows so um thank you to everybody that that continues to support the show thanks for listening uh we'll see you guys tomorrow so until then i love you you too baby Mwah. <laughs>